You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. So today is, in fact, Positivity Sunday, a.k.a. Boom Roasted Day. I'm feeling a lot of pressure to keep that going, and some of these teams are not going to I mean, the Chargers are about the easiest team you can come up with, but some of these teams, it's like, man, I don't know what to say about these teams. Hopefully we get to the Super Bowl and I get to, oh man, if we get to the Super Bowl and I can do a boom roasted on the Patriots, oh, that's, I mean, that's, I don't want to say that's my biggest motivation to get into the Super Bowl because obviously there's other motivations, but oh, would that make my life? Just, just give me, just give me one chance. Literally going to be rooting for the Patriots to get into the Super Bowl with us if that happens. Anyways, on the agenda, first of all, let's talk about Instagram. As I said, we did have a winner at 500. We will be giving away another jersey at 700, but in the interim, if we can get to 600, we have a signed Johnny Holland 8x10. I said Dean Lowry. I lied. It's Johnny Holland. The the um, Dean Lowry signed autograph will be given away in the for the donors of the GoFundMe campaign. So also, very, very, very important. I just got word from Jacob, who is handling all this stuff. He showed me what the next giveaways are going to be. And, I mean, there's two really awesome ones, but one of them is, like, blowing my mind a little bit. So, what I need you to do is a couple things. Number one, there is now officially an account called Assistant to the Pack Daddy, which is when you know you have made it to the apex in in your podcasting career. So, make sure you follow the Assistant to the Pack Daddy. I think it's just Assistant to, not the Assistant to. Yeah, so it's at Assistant to the Pack Daddy. He's the one that's running all these giveaways. So that would be a good place to make sure you check stuff out occasionally. However, the main way to win all these giveaways, as well as get updates on the giveaways, is going to be to follow on Instagram. If you're not doing that, you need to get in there because it's about to get a little bit crazy. What else? I mentioned uh, Packers fans against cancer. I'm doing a terrible job finding a new photo and um, actually filling it in. But I figure you can hear what I'm saying on the podcast right here. I don't really need to write a description. But uh, the donation is to the Madison Childhood Cancer Foundation. Again, I would encourage you to check it out. It is a registered nonprofit. They do a lot of really great work uh, right here where I am from. And again, to all the skeptics, people that are like me, understand, and you can verify this, I cannot touch any of this money. The goal will be to get to $1,000 by Christmas. And uh, so that will be when I send the money off come Christmas time. Obviously, I would love to blow past 1000 I just picked 1000 because I feel like it's something that we can do. And so far, in a matter of like two, three days, we're over $200. So we are on pace um, to blow past $1,000, and I'm very, very excited about that. Very, very thankful, obviously, to everyone. Had another donor. I'm not, I'm not going to say the name because it's an incredibly unique name, and they asked to be anonymous when they gave the money, so I'll just leave it alone. But thank you very much for the $10 donation. I don't mind saying Jordan, Todd, Adam, Henry, and Brian because there's a billion of them. 
But thank you all so very much for the donations. I really do appreciate that. And again, what I'm trying to do from now until December, although I am going to be greedy once in a while, is to try to focus a little bit more outward than, than inward. Because I beg for stuff a lot. I'm pretty sure that's all I got for you. The only thing that I would say is usually when I hit the 100 mark, I ask for a donation of that amount. No, not 600, but $6. So I asked for a $1 donation at 100, and I've been doing that ever since. And since we're doing this giveaway, I would really strongly um, ask you, if you're kind of on the fence, to consider a $6 donation um, on the 600th uh, anniversary. No, that's not, that's not how anniversaries work. 600th episode. I tried to think of something fancy. But this right here is episode 596. So by next week, we'll be at episode 600. And so again, I would um, ask that you would consider a $6 donation to the Packers Fans Against Cancer Foundation thing that I made up. And there is a link in the description if you're not sure where to find it. Check the notes of this show on the podcast that you're listening to, and the very first link that you'll find underneath the description of the show will be to the GoFundMe account. It's some kind of shortened link that they gave me. It's like gfc.com or whatever, but that's it, I promise. Anyways, let's take a break and have a little bit of fun, shall we? All right, folks, this is your last chance to get in on my bookie for this Green Bay Packers-Los Angeles Chargers game. But this isn't just any day. It's prop bet day, son. That's right. We're not just betting on who wins or against the spread. No, that's lame. How about picking exact point totals or at least exact point differentials? You got a hunch that the Packers win by two touchdowns? That's plus 650. Go ahead and slap it down, big dog. Maybe you think the Chargers are going to win by like nine. I mean, you probably don't want to brag about that in the Facebook group if you win money, but that's plus 700. You don't just have to follow the, the, the rules and structure of, you know, the basic Vegas lines. If you got an idea what's going to happen, you got it right here. How about first half winning margin? Packers usually go up big in the first half, right? At least they have at times. I don't know. Up by seven points, that's plus 750 right there. You can be plus 750 before halftime or at halftime. Maybe you're not sure where to watch the game and you want to go out and watch the game at a really nice place, but you're kind of short on cash. Okay, first scoring play. Put 10 bucks down on the Packers scoring a touchdown. If that's the first score of the game, within the first few minutes of the first quarter, you're walking away with 27 bucks. You go on ahead to that nice little Buffalo Wild Wings endeavor and get you some wings. I just speed on over there during the commercial break. You got the money. I mean, not that it's an instant payout necessarily, although maybe it is. How awesome would that be, by the way? Drop 10 bucks on first score. If you win it, you cash out, you drive on down and celebrate. <laughs> I kind of like that idea. And if it's not, you're out 10 bucks, whatever. Anyways, if you're going to do this, make sure you sign up at mybookie.ag. Use promo code OVERTIME. They're going to match the first deposit. Again, promo code OVERTIME. New users get the first deposit doubled. Mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, 
and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. All right, let's see what we can figure out with this next little segment here. Boom. Roasted. The only time your team hears cheering is when you're losing. Boom. Roasted. Your quarterback still doesn't know how babies are made. Boom. Roasted. You beat the Ravens playing with eight defensive backs and thought you were geniuses. Turns out the Ravens just suck, and the Patriots proved you do too the very next week. Boom. Roasted. Your team literally has three doctors listed on your team website as members of employment and are once again the most hurt team in football. Boom. Roasted. If the Chargers were a television program, you would be a cooking show. You know, the one where they make a delicious meal and then start putting carrots and celery and mayonnaise and whipped cream and urine in it and just ruin it after you've been watching something that you think is beautiful for about 15 minutes? Because nobody does less with more than the Chargers. Boom roasted. The reason the Chargers charge $500 for tickets is because they don't want people to realize that even at $5 a ticket, nobody would buy them. Boom roasted. Speaking of, I never thought anyone could think less of the Chargers, and then they moved to Los Angeles. Boom roasted. And finally, despite all the failures of the Chargers, the one thing that the Spanos family can take comfort in is the fact that any endeavor that they would have gone into, they would have been just as successful. That is to say, won as many Super Bowls, because they literally could have just opened up a gyro stand and won as many Super Bowls. Boom roasted. Boom roasted. Boom roasted. <laughs> <laughs> the cackling gets me every time. Anyways, why don't we just get our final break out of the way now, and then uh, we'll finish strong. So this Sunday's pretty well wrapped up as far as getting tickets and whatnot. However, there are lots and lots of opportunities, and I'm very, very excited to see how many people are actually going to these games. Uh, people are saying that they're using the Vivid Seats, which is awesome, using the promo code. Um, by the way, keep sending in those pictures. I love being able to share all those. But if you are planning on going to a game and you haven't bought your tickets yet, please remember to download and check out Vivid Seats. It's the top source for tickets for any event that you want to go to. You can sort by price or whatever you need to sort by to find the perfect seats in the row of your choice. And as I said, they got the Vivid Seats loyalty program where you can earn credit back in Vivid Seats rewards. So go to the App Store, Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats reward loyalty program. I said it right that time. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. And when it comes time to buy your tickets, make sure you enter promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive up to $100 for new users. That's promo code OVERTIME. Check it out today. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, so right now, as you know, the, the Packers and Chargers obviously are playing, and there's a real big opportunity, and it's, it's not a foregone conclusion that the Packers win. Obviously, Vegas recognizes the talent the Chargers have and the challenges that are going to be presented to the Green Bay Packers. I think also there's an underlying doubt for the Packers. So the good thing is that winning this game is going to further prove that 
despite despite the seemingly seeming lack of talent that they've gone up against recently, the team is for real. But again, it's Positivity Sunday, so we're just going to assume the Packers win this game, all right? And look at the opportunities that present themselves if the Packers do win this game and go 8-1. and one. First of all, and I should have pointed this out this last week, they didn't even get to seven wins all of last year. The Packers haven't had eight total wins since 2016. And the most wins they've had since 2011 in that freakish year where the offense was fantastic, but again, I believe this team is actually better because of the defense. Not necessarily the offense being better, although it might be. But the most wins the Packers have had was in 2014, a year when the Packers were very, very good. They went 12-4, and meaning the Packers would only be four wins away from 12-4. and There also hasn't been a team that's done this since 2011. Of course, they were 14-1 and before they finally lost to the Chiefs. They only lost two games all year, one of which, of course, came in the playoffs. But this is some sort of uncharted territory, and it, it really just goes to... It's weird, because on one hand, you look at it, and it's kind of like, well, you know, we're not really sure how good this team is yet. On the other hand, you look at the record. This is, I mean, just historically speaking, one of the best Packers teams we've seen. I mean, any way you want to look at it, Sean McVay in his first year was a two-loss team at this point. They ended the season 11-5, and five, going on to lose in week uh, 11, 14, and 17. And we're talking earth-shattering, right? I mean, up until right now when the Rams are kind of down on their luck a little bit. Sean McVay is like the guy. Everybody wants to talk about one of the greatest coaches, blah, 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 blah. Even he didn't have this kind of a start. We're talking first-year head coach, second-year defensive coordinator. Half the defense has never been on this team before, so they're just learning how to operate. The offense is just starting to figure it out. Aaron Rodgers is just, and if you watch that uh, Coleman video, Brett Coleman makes those videos. The way that he kind of laid it out as far as Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur slowly starting to come together and how absolutely terrifying that should be to everybody in the NFL. And he went on to say that this isn't super complicated stuff. This is just the the Packers finally catching up to what everyone else is doing. But that's all it really takes because we have the greatest quarterback in football history. I mean, we, we still talk about that, right? About how Aaron Rodgers will be up there with one of the greatest, greatest to ever do it. You talk about national media, people talk about that. Michael Vick just came out with his top seven most accurate passers that he's ever seen. Aaron Rodgers was number one. He, as a quarterback, said, I've never seen anyone throw like him. Historically, in, in 20 years, looking back over the, uh, over the history of football, people will be talking about Aaron Rodgers and how great of a thrower he is. He's playing right now. He's on our team. He's our quarterback. So yeah, there's still question marks, and there's no guarantees ever in football, no matter what the situation is. It's one of the allures to the team and to sports in general. There's no real guarantee. Upsets happen all the time. But not only is there reason to believe that this is a very serious run the Packers are making, but there's reason to believe that for the rest of Aaron Rodgers' tenure, they're going to be contenders for a Super Bowl. Because again, for the thing that I've said a thousand times now, the main components are in place. We need a GM that can bring talent to the team, and we have that through the draft as well as free agency. And we need a head coach that can lead a a group of men and be a great play caller. He needs to be innovative so that he can stay ahead of the curve, and he is that guy. He needs to be a grinder and a worker, and he is. He needs to be intelligent and understanding of of modern-day offenses, and he is. And he needs to be somebody that can develop a game plan. He is. He needs to be somebody that can adapt within a game, and he is. He has all those pieces. The GM has all the pieces. We have the quarterback. We have the defense. Everything that you look at as far as what you need to be a championship team, the Packers have it. Whether or not they win, I don't know. But every foundational piece you need to be a a team built for the future, we've got it. And as long as Aaron Rodgers can continue to play well and as long as he decides to play, which is obviously entirely up to him, 
there's every reason to believe that the Packers can keep going. And if Aaron Rodgers wants to play through his contract and do what Tom Brady is doing and just say, look, I'm going to take real good care of my body, which he is, and I want to have, you know, I don't know if he could ever catch Tom Brady, but I want to be in that, that conversation. It's pretty unlikely, but let's say the Packers won the Super Bowl this year. Aaron Rodgers has two. Tom Brady has six. He'd need four more. I mean, it's, it's very unlikely. But at the same time, Aaron Rodgers is seven years younger than Tom Brady. Could he win three in the next seven years and have four Super Bowls and say, let's, you know, let's see if we can get a fifth. Let's see if we can get a sixth. We don't know what's going to happen until we get there. But that, that, that to me is the biggest comfort. I, I know everybody's very hyper-focused on today. Everyone's hyper-focused on this year. My, the biggest thing that I'm excited for is that this team is built to last. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs, that is not a team built to last. You look at the Rams, that is not a team built to last. There are not a lot of teams that have the coach, the GM, the quarterback. I guess you could say the defense, but if you have a GM and a coach, you should be able to build a, a defense. Could technically say if you have a GM, you should be able to get a quarterback, but that's not necessarily true. Either way, look around the NFL and try to identify for me the teams that have what the Packers have right now. Nobody does. Nobody does. It's the Patriots, it's the Packers, and who? You could try to argue the Rams if you want, but their salary cap is built to implode. They went out and bought that team that they have. And they're super, super flippant with trading away picks. They have not had a first-round pick in how many years now, and they're not going to have one next year because they traded away for a guy that's way over the hill. It was a terrible trade. People are going to argue, but that's because people just get stuck on names. Same thing happened with Josh Gordon. Oh, man, they got the best corner in football. And then even today when people talk about, you know, you, you listen to announcers when they go to, to play Washington. It's like, oh, you got to watch out for their number one corner. No, you don't. He was good once. One year he was good. Jalen Ramsey was a lockdown corner in 2017. That's it. He was good, not great in 2016. Good, not great in 2018. He's been bad in 2019. He played three pretty bad subpar games for Jacksonville and LA traded a first round pick for him he was terrible in week seven against Atlanta and he had a mediocre grade in week eight he's, he's a great tackler that's about it his coverage grade in week seven for this first round pick was a 42.3 what a, what a waste and then here in Green Bay we got a GM that says no to Josh Gordon they didn't even put in a bid on him why because he's a he's a great drafter he knows what a, what a, a second round for I mean it's not that we would have to give up picks but you know, t- talking about other players through free agency or whatever that we wanted to trade for. He's like, no, dude, I'm, I'm really good at this drafting stuff. And I know how important it is to build through the draft. And since I can nail that, I'm not just going to give that away. I'm not going to give away an Elton Jenkins. I'm not giving away an Elton Jenkins or a Darnell Savage for an over-the-hill A.J. Green that we can't afford anyways. But guys like Les Snead will. And everyone's going to call him a genius. Because Jalen Ramsey was good once. We are in unbelievably capable hands with Brian Gutekunst and with Mark Murphy and with Matt LaFleur and with Aaron Rodgers. And now on the other side was Zadarius, who came in and, you know, instant leader. And by the way, since we all seem to have forgotten, big round of applause for Mike Smith, the guy that made the Chiefs the best pass rush duo in football and then came over to Green Bay to play for Mike Patton and now has already created one of the best pass rush duos in football. What an incredibly talented guy. And by the way, if you're counting out Rashawn Gary, and I'll, I'll grant you that it hasn't been as productive as anybody would have hoped, but you're kind of betting against Mike Smith, and that's sort of not a great plan. Rashawn Gary is one of the most athletically gifted players on this entire team. He might be the most athletically gifted athlete on this entire team. He's playing behind Zadarius and Preston, has played about two games, maybe three games worth of snaps, and has Mike Smith, arguably the best outside linebacker coach in football, coaching him. He might be a bust. But I would advise you to hold off on that criticism for a little bit. Just wait. Hold on. See what happens. But looking forward now, um, I want to look at some of these this week's matchups. 
um, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I do think the Minnesota Vikings are going to win the game. However, the Packers have a very real opportunity here to take a big step forward as far as the NFC North as well as the NFC and, and pretty much a lot of other games in general. Chicago Bears, Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Bears aren't a super big threat at this point, but I tend to think they're going to lose to the Eagles. That being said, I don't know that it's a foregone conclusion. The Eagles have had a lot of struggles, and it's entirely possible the Bears end up winning this game. Either way, the Bears are either going to fall to 3-5, and five, which just completely knocks them out of any kind of content. I mean, even if they go undefeated, I don't know that they win the division. The Packers would have to lose three more games, and the Bears would, or the Vikings would have to lose um, another two games. And that would just be to tie, which wouldn't even be good enough for the Packers, unless, of course, the Bears end up beating the Packers a second time around, which they would have to. But even if they, if, let, let's say the Bears win, essentially whoever loses this game, you can just count them out. No longer a threat. So teams that are no longer a threat, the Redskins aren't a threat, the Gi- Giants aren't a threat, the Eagles aren't a threat, the Cardinals aren't a threat, the Bears are pretty close to not being a threat, the Lions I'm not counting out because they've only got three losses, although they only have three wins also. Uh, the Falcons are not a threat, the Buccaneers are not a threat. Everyone else, there's some potential that they could be maybe a threat if the Packers kind of fall off and drop a few. The loser of this game, I'm counting out. Either the Eagles or the Bears are officially getting counted out after this week. If the Vikings lose and the Packers win, which I don't expect, I expect the Packers and the Vikings to win these games. Pat Mahomes is officially questionable. If Pat Mahomes plays, I would actually say that there's a better chance the Chiefs win than the Vikings win. If he doesn't, I'm going to say the Vikings win just because of all the reasons I said the Packers would win. But I feel like you need a Pat Mahomes to be able to overcome the Vikings defense, and without him, I just don't think they'd do it. But if the Packers win and Vikings lose, we're looking at an 8-1 and Packers team and a 6-3 and Vikings team with the Packers having beaten the Vikings already. That's a pretty significant difference to be two whole games back and losing a tiebreaker. So very important game for the Packers. Very, very, very big Chiefs fan today. The Carolina Panthers are also a team that is on the bubble. They're also the team we're playing next week. So watching them lose to the Tennessee Titans would be a huge thing. I want to see that they are not a very good team, number one. And also, you know, again, I'm looking sort of long-term here as, you know, playoffs, right? I want to get into the playoffs. And there's only so many teams that are even in competition right now with the Green Bay Packers. Carolina, they only have three losses. Very possibly, if they go on a run, they could compete for either a wild card or whatever it is the Packers are fighting for. Uh, Carolina losing today to the Panthers. Another big game, and that puts them at four losses, which, again, would be a pretty... It would be hard for them to overcome and end up being ahead of the Packers by the time this thing is all said and done. Seattle against Tampa Bay. Obviously, I think Seattle's going to win, but Tampa Bay, if they're good at one thing, it's playing spoiler. I don't expect Seattle to lose, but that's something to keep an eye on. Detroit and Oakland. It's actually a fairly big game. I know, see, everyone's kind of treating it as though Detroit is a far, far gone, con- foregone conclusion. They're out of it. They're the worst team in the division, all that stuff. Again, they've only got three losses, technically three and a half losses. They're not a very good team. But the Packers have some potential losses coming up. You know, if the Packers end up losing to the Chargers and Detroit wins, you're looking at a two-loss Packers team and a three-loss Detroit Lions team. It's not that big of a difference. So Oakland being able to continue to play good football and beat Detroit would pretty much rule them out. Again, we're assuming that the Packers win this game again. Uh, that would put the Packers at 8-1, and one, Detroit at 3-4-1. and one. You can pretty much rule them out. That's four and a half losses at this point. Uh, New England-Baltimore obviously doesn't really matter for any reason other than I want New England to lose, so go Baltimore. Dallas versus the Giants. Don't really have any real expectation that the Giants could win the game, but if they did, it would be pretty awesome because, again, we're looking at a team that has four, three losses. There's a lot of three-loss teams in the NFC 
that a fourth loss would put a really big barrier between them and the Packers, especially since the Packers have beaten most of these teams, right? Dallas, Detroit, Carolina by next week, hopefully. So, you know, and a lot of these teams are, or games are relatively close. You wouldn't even necessarily call it an upset. So again, the the Bears-Eagles game, either way, that ends with a positive outcome. The biggest games of the week, though, obviously outside of the, well, the the biggest one is Packers-Chargers because the Packers hold their own destiny right now. And that includes the 49ers. If they go undefeated, which I'm not expecting, but let's just say, the reason I say that they hold their, they're in control of their own destiny is because if they go undefeated, the only other undefeated team would be the 49ers who lost to the Green Bay Packers. And I don't expect the 49ers to be undefeated. They've got an incredibly difficult schedule coming up. So the Packers control whatever it is that they feel like controlling. Midway through the season, they are in complete control of everything. But zooming back in, it all starts with today. Even if every one of those games breaks the wrong way, guess what? Packers are still on top. And people can keep talking and talking about, oh, you haven't played anybody, you haven't done this, and Vikings fans can keep popping off even though they already lost to the Packers. But none of it's going to matter. Because the Packers will be 8-1. and one. With a revamped offense, with a healthy team, with a with a better head coach than you have, with a way better GM than you have, way better salary cap management. I mean, you're just you're on rocky territory. The other big opportunity that that we have this week is to to dispel the idea that there's any real good way to attack the Packers. Right? It seemed as though the the Chiefs are kind of on to something. These heavy blitzes to force Aaron Rodgers to get the ball out of his hands. I know. Uh, thanks to Justin, who helps me with some of the notes for the show. He was listening to Lockdown Chargers. That was sort of their philosophy. And it makes sense, right? The Chiefs had some success doing it. The problem is the Packers are so adaptable and they're so malleable that they find ways to win anyways. So what you don't ever want is to be in a situation where there's one way to stop your team, right? That was the biggest problem with Green Bay is, it, you know, obviously there was several years ago, the Denver Broncos figured out a way to stop them. But then even after that, it kind of came down to just double up Devontae. Once the wide receiver depth got thin enough, it was double up Devontae and there's nothing you can do. Now, we went on to lose Devontae and figure out how to adapt and, and find ways to win even without him. So now there's a new game plan. There's a new way to figure out how to do things. And this goes for the defense as well, right? Get the ball out quickly. Don't let the pass rushers get to you. The Chargers are going to come out and do all that stuff. I mean, again, remember, this is the team that came out and played the, the Patriots the same way that they played Baltimore, thinking that they had found something out that was genius and turns out they were just dumb. Right, there's a game plan, they're going to follow it. And they're going to come out and they're going to be aggressive and they're going to bring overload blitzes and they're going to do all this stuff. You have to be ready for it and you have to, again, show the world that there is no one way to play the Packers because we can do so many things. And it's true. You just got to be able to use the resources that you have. And we got a lot of them. Right, that was what they did to the, the Chiefs. You're going to come heavy, you're going to leave a little void in the middle of the field, fine. We're going to attack you with our running backs, running little little slant routes out, out of the... Uh, or angle routes, or whatever you want to call them, coming out of the backfield, and attack that. So just be ready for it. And the other really awesome thing about this is it's kind of building a repertoire, um, or not a repertoire, I don't know, it's building an arsenal of, of things that the Packers learn to do, because they have to learn this a lot of this stuff on the fly and try different things. And there are times the Packers get flustered, and they're like, I don't know what to do, right? And sometimes Aaron Rodgers goes to the sideline, he's like, hey, let's try this, and they try it, and it works. Now it's just second nature. Now it's a matter of we know how to beat that. So as soon as they see, okay, this is how you're going to play it, they've already got a plan figured out. And I'm hopeful and I, I tend to believe that that's exactly what they're going to do. They've had to win by trial and error and, and trying different things. Oh, man, this defense is throwing something different at us. We don't know what to do. And I really think the strength of this offense is going to be to take the Bruce Lee approach, to be like water, shapeless, formless, 
Right? You know what I'm talking about? It's not about working within a structure. It's not about this is what we do best. That was old Mike McCarthy stuff. You come out and do something, but you're more or less waiting for the defense to declare. You're not playing your game plan. You're playing the defense. And so you come out and you're like, all right, this is what we're going to plan to do. But our, our plan doesn't even take shape until we see what the defense is doing. So you come out and you run your, your you know, sk- scheduled plays on your first drive, but you're watching the defense. And when you see how they want to play you, you've got your, your plan B locked and loaded. All right, they're doing this. They're playing this. They're, they're running with, with this guy over here, and this guy's doing this, and they're bringing this heavy and this soft or whatever. They're pressing over here. They're doubling him. We know how to react, and it's, no, it's nothing more than, because you've done enough preparation, a little head nod between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, and then the play calls follow accordingly. All right, this is what they're doing. Because we've planned for this, we know what the counter is. Here's the play, and Aaron Rodgers understands all of it. I know the play. I know why the play and I understand how to build off of that as well, how to make adjustments, how to do this, that, or the other, because it's just it's all understood at this point. That really is going to be the strength of this team, the strength of the offense at least. It's a, it's a counter-punching offense is what it is. So anyways, again, everything is within the Green Bay Packers' control, but they just got to take it a day at a time. They got to beat the Chargers. That's it. That's the number one focus. So really, really, really hopeful that they can pull this off. Uh, it's going to be a challenging game. They've got a lot of talented pieces and components. They've got good running backs, good receiving backs, good wide receiver, good tight end, good quarterback, great pass rushers. You know, the potential is there that if the Packers take their foot off the gas, which we know they don't like to do, this thing can get out of control. But th- there's enough deficiencies as well. The interior of the defensive line, uh, the corners outside of Hayward, the linebackers, the safeties are unbelievably thin. Uh, apparently they even had Easton Stick, their backup, I think, third-string quarterback playing safety. So... I don't know if he's playing it, but they're, they're working them out there just because they're literally that thin. Uh, offensive line is, is weak. The running backs, specifically in terms of running, like Melvin Gordon, it's been really, really poor. So the opportunity is there to be able to just stomp this team out, and it should be basically a home game in California. But either way, we're going to find out in a matter of hours uh, who the, the winner of this game is, and hopefully by tomorrow we'll have a victory Monday. But uh, I'm going to leave it at that. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. Remember to follow Packernet Podcast on Instagram. Also follow Assistant to the Pack Daddy on Twitter. Make sure you get in the Facebook group. Otherwise, again, have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye.